generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. It's a movement. Camilitary. I'm a birdie in the morning. That's right. You are now riding dirty with the most ra- top-rated podcast in the country, Keep the Change. Mikey, good to see you as always, mate. Yeah, man. A what a tune, eh? Is it Charmillionaire or Carmillionaire? I think it's Chameleonaire. Oh, Chameleonaire. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Two mi- we're just saying two million monthly listens still. Yeah. I feel like, like I knew this song when I was like 16. The power of a brand, right? Yeah. And how old. I wonder how much money the artist makes off that. Someone listening will know. Yeah. would have watched a TikTok on it. They can let us know. <laughs> well, speaking of money, mate, it's what we're going to be talking about today, as we often do. Yeah. But we're going to be almost going away from what we normally do, where we're suggesting how to get some more and get it cranking and think about it. And we're saying that money should not be the goal, never be the goal even. Yeah. Wow. This is a... Contradictory. This is an interesting one that came to me reading the Friday Money Mail, mate, where you were like... What is a lot of money? Yeah. And it was pretty interesting with all those different answers, eh? Like everyone is different. And I thought about it because it like, that's what I do. And I thought about the different times in my life about what the values of I thought, what I thought a lot of money was. And then um, I thought I'd come in here and talk about how I went through a period of like having goals and then like they were plastered up all over my wall in my bedroom, so every night I went, went to sleep, I looked at them. Every morning I woke up, I looked at them. And uh, after a while, I chucked them out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, developed. I think the intentions of them were good, but they were fucking useless. What were the goals? Were they material-type things you were looking at? Uh, like one material thing is a Lambo. Yeah, yeah. That one's still on there, actually. Um, but the other ones were just income, just, okay. just how much money I could make. Yeah. And it's interesting, eh? Like, uh, the goal, I was about... Probably between 20 and 25, I started thinking about this kind of stuff a bit. And I'd always been like a pretty good little saver and shit like that. Um, But like up on my wall when I was 25, it was basically written out on like 10 A4 pages in color and with timeframes of like when I wanted to do it. And it was like, I need to have, the end result was basically like, I need to have seven rental properties. That was my thing because that worked out to like 240, 250K rent a year. I didn't understand about expenses and shit. Like, I was yeah. just like, yeah, that'll go in my bank account. No, no tax. Fuck yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, and then a Lambo, that's there. And then I wanted to have an income of 250K by the eight, by the time I was 32. And I was like, 
motherfucker, if I set this up, I am bowling. And then that was it, though. There was no reason behind any of it. Mm. Like, basically, the rentals and the Lambo needed to be done by the age of 40 and the income needed to be done by 32. And there was zero reason for it. I was just like, if I have that when I'm 40, you know, fucking... <laughs> what, can't, what can't I do? Yes. You know, I didn't have any purpose behind it or anything. So, like, interesting is that just stayed. And then I became a mortgage broker and... Um, in my second year, when I was 28, I blew past my income goal and started the journey of buying my fourth rental property. And I was like, oh, shit. And I think like the intentions around the goal setting and stuff like that were good. There was drive there and it had me focusing and I was trying to, do, to earn more and to do that, you have to provide value, blah, 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 all the stuff we talk about. But because it didn't really have any meaning, I basically was like, oh, I've reached this really this income goal really early and the other thing's on track and I've like my life's not too different. I've still got to go to work. Like those goals don't really have anything at all. Mm. And um, you know, it was literally just based on being rich. And I thought about it and the only reason that I actually thought about it. I was like, I've met my income goal. Now I just got to go buy the Lambo and a couple more properties. Like, I'll probably just do this pretty quick. If you think about the end result of those goals, you might think they're like crazy goals. But if you think about the end results, I'd just be driving between my seven rental properties and a Lambo checking on the fucking maintenance. And your tenants would be stoked to see you turning up in a Lambo. (laughs) (laughs) But like, imagine that life. I'm literally driving around the country in a Lambo going to check on my rentals. Like, and forget the dollar value, like that isn't the life that I wanted. That's not the, mm. the images that I had in my mind of creating the income and creating the passive income and having the car. So I basically actually had like a, a moment that, that happened and then I made like at the same time, there was a, a part a little bit before that that was happening where I remember it like it was yesterday, I made 20 grand in a month for the first time and that was where like the brain started going like fuck. So yeah, anyway, I had to reassess. I, I sat down one day, like on a Sunday in my office and I truly thought about it like deeply and I was like, fuck, I really need to think about this. And I started writing down what I wanted regardless of the cost or money or anything, like truly wanted, you know? And I went back and found this stuff and I was like, there's three subcategories to, to this and I was smart enough to know that I can't do this all in a year, but I was just like, right, let's just go write down all of the things that you think you would want in your life, no dollar sign attached. So the subcategories were that I did were, what material items do I want? And that's pretty basic for me. It was cars. You'll like this one, mate, a house. Hey. <laughs> yeah, a house, with, but it was with a big garage, you know, and then a boat. So like, it might be millions of dollars worth of cars, but whatever. The number two subcritic category was experiences because I always wanted to, one of these little things, I like to go to the Formula One events. I, you know, I like doing that kind of stuff. Going fishing in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that where you go? Yeah, that's where I want to, yeah. <laughs> oh, Seychelles, but I've got to fly to Dubai first. And okay, then, yeah. epic. And then, and then travel, like ongoing travel. I'd like to be able to, you know, if I want to go somewhere in the world every year, I'd like to do that. So like experiences was that one. And then when you start thinking about it, then I started thinking about this, all this emotional shit, like family. 
That's the third subcategory. Emotional shit. Yeah. 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 So it's like, do you want to start your own family? Do you want to have your own family? Do you want to look after your current one in different ways? Um, do you want to spend time with your parents before they're old and fucked and you have to put them in a fucking, my day will go into a mental institute, but, <laughs> but you know, like you, you do you think you want to do that? So like these things cost money, right? But basically those are the things that you break down. And I got so much benefit from doing this, eh? And probably six months after this, I sold my rental properties, mate. <laughs> so yeah, it completely changed like the view I had when I went from like, what is rich and what is money and like, going to design the life you want and then have a crack at it. Mm. And there'll be certain things that I might not achieve, but there's things that I've like taken out and plugged in over time as well. You know, like there's an argument now that I've kind of achieved like my material items. Like I've got cool cars. I've got fucking five of the things. I've got a mean garage and I live in a giant house and I've got a boat. Like my material Mm. items list is ticked off. Like it's not a Lamborghini, but fuck, it's still fast. You could probably get a Lambo if you wanted to. It might happen this year. Oh. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. It might be next year, we'll see. Is the number plate 2024 available, anyone? <laughs> Can someone hunt it down? <laughs> but, you know, I went through this stuff and then I was like, right, these are the actual things that I need to consider as true goals. Because if you achieve these, you'd look back in your life and be like, I'm fucking proud of this. And I had a good time doing it. Mm. You know, and fuck, for me... And this, this stuff could be different for you, but I do think those subcategories of material items, experiences, and family will probably be on most people's lists. Yeah. And it's funny, I put family as number three and material items at number one. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, so people might have experiences before material, and this is where it's so important individually to understand. 100%. And, and also why to try and talk to so many different people as part of Keep the Change to figure out what they're doing, because Tama, for instance one of his main drivers to keep doing all the stuff and to keep going so hard is to take his mum out of working, mm. you know, uh, in a job that he doesn't want to see her working in. And yeah. so that's been one of his first goals is to stack enough cash to go, here you go, mum, told you I could do it. Now let's make it a reality. It's so cool, right? Like, and I bet you as a driver, day to day, waking up in the morning, going to sleep at night, that would be more motivation than a fucking Lambo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, mum's yeah. a little bit more important, mm. you know, so... Yeah, definitely. Everyone's going to have different things of things, but I think if you can split them out into to subcategories, man, I think it's real helpful. And then, then I looked at it and I was like, okay, these are the things that I truly want. When do I want them by? So I put basically ripped down the timelines of when I wanted this stuff. And then I was like, okay, how many years are left for each one? Like how many years left before... I need to do this with mum and dad. How many years left before I want to go do this to follow the Formula One? How many years for buying the Lambo? Whatever it is. Timeline it out. Then worked out the cost. Now you've got a fucking mountain to climb, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Now you know what you need to do. Yeah. But it was so helpful, man. And it helped me when I did this, like, process, it really helped me make decisions because there'll be, like, things that you know you should be doing, but you don't really do them because you don't have something to achieve by a certain time. So, you know, I was indecisive and I was doing being a mortgage broker on my own, one-man band. Right, let's start an insurance company. Yes. Fuck. Why do KiwiSaver now? Yeah. Heard that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like just getting distracted by the stuff, but I'd already gone and bought like a brand new car and you know, these little things. And I'd kind of like ticked off all these goals that were on my wall mm. at 25 by like 28. Yeah. All done. You know, like, and it, the direction completely collapsed. And I kept 
everything going luckily and was smart enough and had enough work ethic to just keep it going. But there was definitely like, I remember like a six month period there where I was like, fuck, I'm all over the show. Like I've just got like savings and I've got cars and the cost Income of fuel. And, yeah, the cost of fuel doesn't matter to me anymore. The fucking coffee doesn't matter to me anymore. Like inflation sucks, but you know, impact as much as other people. All of my thoughts of what I thought rich was when I was younger and, you know, how much is a lot of money, like that email, mm. blown out of the water, gone. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, now the what? <laughs> and I think on every level, no matter if you're like starting out, you've just finished uni, you're going to get a job or whatever, going through this process is going to be so helpful. And don't be afraid to change it too. Like go and check them every year. Yeah, nice, mate. I think what probably happens for a lot of people is that we take on other people's goals and ideal lives. And so then we end up doing that without doing the thinking first. And then we just are a little bit stuck in that. And of course, I'm going to bring it back to we get a mortgage or we basically, even you're renting, whatever our costs out are, we then create our life that allows us to do those things. Then it's really hard to figure out. So then we just kind of default into, well, well, I'd love to be mortgage free. But then don't think about, okay, what would that feel like? What would that look like? Mm. What are you going to do when you are? Yeah. Um, I would love to not have to pay for this rent. Okay. Then what would the day look like? What would it look like? What would it feel like? And do that. And that's why in that email I started with basically, and hopefully some people picked up on it, was what do you think a lot of money is Mm. to get people thinking and then go, here's what other people said. And then what the fuck's this all about? And then the final piece was basically, okay, so if you had a lot of money, what would your life look like? Yeah. Because I don't even think people do that, but they're just like, I want to make heaps of money or I want to have heaps of assets because yeah. that's sort of what it looks like on wealth and social media and stuff like that is the thing to do. But you could have one lotto and then the next day you're not going to make the same decisions. Mm. But a lot of us don't actually think about what we want life to be like. And then that stops us from figuring out like, oh, I could actually achieve that in a year. Because so many times from business owners, for instance, they'll say, they'll have these financial goals and stuff. And then they're like, I really want to be able to pick up my kids and drop them to school. And I'm like, oh, perfect. So you just need to work between nine and three. We just need to design your business around that. And they're like, oh yeah, but uh," no, no, literally it's that simple. Yeah, you, you make that a non-negotiable from next week. That's how it rolls, and you might break it twenty percent of the time, but still eighty percent. So you don't need to wait for five years yeah. to build a goal to be able to do that. Like just start doing it. But now we need to figure out, okay, what do we need to do in this business to make that a reality? Mm. So I get to do it a lot with people, and it's quite fun because sometimes they realise like, oh, this is actually I've already achieved this goal. Yeah. I'm waiting to give myself permission. I think a lot of people don't actually even have a bit of a view of, okay, what would, what do I want my life to, to look like? Yeah. And I think it's like after those subcategories and then I put in these things like, you know, cars, house or start a family or whatever it is, looking at your current, look after your current family. Then there's like another tree of things off each of those. Like look after the family would be like, okay, I want to be able to pick up kids from school or I want to be able to take four weekends every year away with them. And like, you just like keep, I just like kept going through this list until it started with like three things over on the left-hand side of the whiteboard. It's like a thousand things over there. Yeah. And I'm just like, cool, there's all the, that's it. That's my whole life on a fucking whiteboard. 
and then I've got to like work out the cost and then you work it out. I fucking took the text off and it doesn't even work out to be that much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, cool. If I do this over like 15 years, I need to take home 175K after tax. And then if I'm sensible enough to use it correctly. Yeah. And that's the tricky bit, right? Yeah. It's interesting. I was reading something last week about how the pension is only this amount and someone's like, oh, my parents save money on it. Yeah. And people are like, (laughs) no, that can't be possible, et cetera, et cetera. Or they've got this, they've got that. They must do. And then someone else is like, yeah, I managed to save 20 bucks a week. Yeah. And you're like, wow, it's just, it just shows again that you, you can change your life based on the income. And normally we go the other way, right? Especially probably like younger listeners and ambitious people were thinking, right, we need more. And that's often what we're talking about because we're in that season, right? Mm. And then you have to try and figure out, because someone messaged me during the week and they said, they're the model student and they've done all of this. And I said, wow, like you really are. I'm like, you're at level need a financial advisor to figure out what your future looks like and now how to unwind all of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and what does that look like for the rest? And that's scary stuff. And that's stuff that we don't often always talk about because we're just not close to that. Nah. But I'm like, go and do that. That's epic. Like you got yourself there yeah, and not many people mean, have. Yeah. So now you can figure out how long do we need those assets for? How long do we need these incomes for? What do we want to do in each of those years? What incomes will we need to allow us to do those? And like that's, so this never really stops because you can kind of get yourself to a financial free-ish space, but then you've still got to get to that, what does my life look like if I get there? I had the same conversation this morning with a dude who um, has had a killer career, very well respected. I'd say he's probably got a bit of coin and assets behind him. And I said, what did the break teach you, mate? And he said, a lot older than me, and he goes, that I'm fucking ready to retire. <laughs> and I said, what does retirement look like? And he's like, that's it, mate. Like, I've, I've got to figure out what my day is going to look like when I'm retired. And he's like, I think I can fill it up. I think I'll be busy enough. But again, you know, he's probably one of those people that's like, we all romanticize over not having to do anything. Yeah, but yeah, that will yeah. get boring very quickly. And he's thinking about who can I help? Who could I coach? What could I, is there a team that I could coach? Like, um, what, what could I do? Because yeah, I don't just want to sit there. Nothing scares, like, I've got six hours in me of retirement. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, I've got six hours and then I'm like, fuck, I'm, I need something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Imagine yeah. not doing anything for years. Yeah, I just think, uh, the other thing is that you see, you know, guys that retire and stuff, the ones that, that stay active doing stuff are always like the sharpest minds and, mm. you know, things like that. Well, that's what I said to him. He was talking about some of the um, fitness stuff he does. And I said, man, you must be in the minority of people at your age that are doing some of the activities that you're telling me you're doing. He's like, oh, mate, there's no one. And I never see them. And he's in good nick. And I said, imagine how sharp you're keeping your brain by doing that stuff. Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I really have to be switched on because now I'm doing this stuff with younger people and I've got to be careful because like they will, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I won't give away like what sort of sports, but you know, like say you're older and you're playing squash against someone younger, you can't just go like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just go for a hit. Snap your Achilles, mate. (laughs) Yeah, they've got to be careful about like how they're doing it, but yeah, they're doing stuff. The other thing, mate, that I reckon was really helpful for me, and I put this into a money mail a couple of weeks ago, said, don't just think about how much money you want to make. Think about who you want to help. Mm. And I think that's a can be a really good way to like take yourself off of your just thinking about yourself at an income level. And effectively, it's what you've done, right? Like, okay, if I can help more people get into their first home or get a mortgage and be have a good understanding of what that's going to mean mm. and, and solve that for them, then the money will follow. 
And that's, I think it's gotten real sexy now where people say, oh, I follow your passion and then the money will come. Mm. But all that really is, is find the thing that you enjoy doing where you can help more people. Eventually the way that the market works is that the money comes. Yeah. And you probably won't be passionate at the start because you suck. Yeah. But you'll get passionate about it when you start getting good at it. It's very hard to be passionate about something you suck at and you suck at most things when you start. There was a lady the other day that said that they have uh, seven children and I noticed she had like a really interesting comment on one of the KTC posts and I was thinking just of that sort of, uh, I don't even know what it was, but it was sort of like, oh, not possible for me type thing. But then the next comment was like, any advice for a stay-at-home mum of seven kids or something? I, I can't find my thing. I, I don't think I've got anything that I can help people with. I'm thinking, love, you've got seven fucking kids. I, I reckon you could probably do a bit of coaching about how to even manage that. Yeah. Uh, even, hey, I've got seven children. I can help you get through the, the complexities of having your third child. Yeah. You'd be like, whoa, okay, this lady's got some authority because she's got seven. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and you, but you forget the things that you're actually good at and you think I'm going to suck at that or whatever, but you, you forget what you can actually help other people with. And that's Mm. actually what the world wants from you. So for me, for instance, I did the same thing. You know, I did money goals and things like that and I'm not massive on material things. So that doesn't really drive me to be like, okay, it's got to be that, but I do have those things. And then I see how much they cost and I'm like, Oh geez. Okay. That's, that's tricky. But I then bring it back to, okay, if I'm to get those things and I like helping people, how am I going to do that? And that was part of like keep the change is all right with some of the goals that I have that aren't financial. I can't just do it with business owners. I've got to go wider. Mm. And then if it can help a hundred thousand Kiwis get better at financial literacy and improve their lives, it's a dollar one inevitable that my life will get better in return because there's more people going, well, that person has helped me. Mm. And eventually like karma just swings where people want to return that in some way, shape or form. They'd leave a Google review or a five-star review or they become a client at Next Advisory or yeah. whatever. And Everything so they, feeds into it, eh? Yeah, the yeah. money does come and that's great, but it comes back from, okay, can you play the long game of helping people? And then eventually it does work. So it can be like a good, useful way, I think, to go, right, instead of just thinking about yourself, who could you be helping over a 10 year window? And if you know that you just did that and did it regularly, that some good shit will flow in behind it. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to put a dollar value on that. If you're like, I'm going to help a hundred thousand Kiwis. I don't know how to value that, <laughs> but you just know that it'll be enough. Yeah. You know, like it'll be all good. Mm. Cause like that goal is so large and so almost shocking and unbelievable that it's impossible that it won't be good. Yeah. Like if you achieve that, of course there's going to be payback from it somehow. I don't know how to quantify it, but fuck who cares? Mm. You know, like it's all good. Equally, mate, I was listening last year. I should get this clip. I need to find it again because it, it inspired the shit out of me. And also just, it's just another reminder of how we think small. So many people would be familiar with Tony Robbins. Like one of his goals was to help more people have the food that they needed. And so he wanted to say, let's just say it's feed a hundred million people. And it's same, you know, we all come up with these round, perfect round figures. It seemed to either be a hundred, hundred thousand, a thousand, 10,000. And I think he's done like a billion now. Yeah. I think it is one and a half billion. Or something. It's crazy. Yeah. And you kind of think, wow. And, and he explains the story of people found out that he wanted to do that. And this is what we spoke about a little while ago about 
if you're brave enough, put your goals out there or be in your, in the ultimate first home deposit guide, mm. like tell your boss, like this is what you're targeting. Yep. And they'll go like, oh shit. Okay. And they'll probably want to help you achieve that goal. And when people started hearing it because he wasn't scared to tell people, people shoulder tap like, oh mate, I could donate some money. I could kick in. Like, how, what does it take to do like a million? Like, hey, I'll, I'll help you with a million meals. Yeah. Like, okay, here you go. And some guy like writes him a check every year with no questions asked to help feed X amount of people <laughs> purely because they're like, fuck, that's a cool goal, man. Like, I like that you're doing that. I don't have to do it. I can help you do it. Here's some cash. And I think it's a $500,000 US check a year. Yeah, it might even wild, be more. Eh? I'll, I'll get the details and we'll go through it as a pod because it's just, I was listening in the gym being like, I can't work out. This is just mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. And then the guys are like asking him, so like, where are you going to go? He's like, maybe I'll feed 10 billion people. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing to do with, and then I'll make heaps of money doing that. It's basically like, that's no. just something he wants to do. And he explains where that comes from. And it's all back to helping people get fed. Mm. But, I, but I can promise you that Tony Robbins ain't broke. No. <laughs> He's doing all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his, his whole career has basically been based off helping people. Yeah. Everything he's done has been about like for, for you, for you, for you, for you. I'm trying to help you, 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 mm. you. Nothing to do with me. Yeah. And, and equally, going back to the podcast that we did, mate, about uh, escaping terminal, oh, escaping velocity. Yeah. They, they tried to cancel him at one stage. Did they? There was a massive hit out on him. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Heaps uh, of heaps of uh, rumors and accusations and stuff. And I remember- It's I inevitable. I, I heard like Tony Robbins for the first time on like a cassette tape. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, this, this motivational speaking shit's a bit fucking puffy, eh? Yeah. And now- like the internet's around and everything's easy to access and shit. And you're like, oh yeah, cool. Tony's a billionaire now this week. <laughs> <laughs> and some of this content's really useful. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the things inside the what is a lot of money that I don't know if it was touched on too much, but it's almost a definition would be you don't have to do the things you don't want to do. Mm. And there was a cool uh, piece in the, which is a little bit different, um, in the podcast that I did with James Fuller from Henry where he said something and it really stuck with me and a couple of people uh, messaged me and they'd obviously heard the same thing and someone said, my favorite quote was when James said, we're never short of opportunity, we're short of capacity. Yeah. And he saw that and I messaged him and I said, mate, that's like, that's been one of the biggest takeaways for me because I've said no to so much shit. I messaged you on a Monday and said, mate, do you reckon people have just come back (laughs) on Monday, the whatever it was and gone? Yeah. And, but then... And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, where's the fucking yes? And I said to you, I'm not chasing, I'm basically chasing 10x times opportunities. And and I had one and I thought, cool. And that's why I'm focusing on that. And then it fell off the table. Yeah. And and I said to James, it's it's so hard to practice that because you say no so many times and then you're like, I know my yes is coming. But then it doesn't come and you're like, <laughs> shit, maybe I shouldn't see these to a couple of those. Um, but it is such a good feeling being able to say no and not doing the things that you don't really want to do because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I don't need that money anymore. And yeah. that, great, there's money there, but it doesn't actually fit in with what I'm doing and my goals and what I want to achieve. So yes, that would be great to take that off the table. However, I don't need to right now. Mm. Yeah, man. There's never any easy without hard, right? Like, yeah. You, you take hard away and everything's easy, then it's fucking boring and 
you know, not fun, but you put hardback in, it makes it easy enjoyable. And then you end up, as you get older and learn about it, you start realising that, oh, you actually enjoy the hard anyway. Mm. And then when it gets easy, you're like, fuck, I need something hard to do. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah, it's an interesting one. They, they go hand in hand, those two. So, yeah, mate, I think it's a good way to look at goals without the idea of money in them and then maybe reverse engineer it back in after. But I think a lot of us, I know I definitely did and some friends that I used to talk to about it at the time definitely did, was all just like money-based and fuck, I promise you, you will chuck them out the window. Mm. They mean nothing. If you're writing the money-based ones down, I do believe that there's something inside of you that has the drive and desire to go and do something. Yeah. So the intention there is good and the idea behind it is the right thing, but use a bit of like this framework and go and write out the real shit that matters. I had this exact conversation yesterday with a someone that's about uh, close to 30 mm. and they said that they set themselves a goal to make 150K and they did it and they were like, yeah, so realised that setting income goals aren't exactly it, hey? <laughs> because they ended up doing a heap of work that they didn't necessarily set out to be doing to start mm. with and you said, yeah, but now you've got that lesson of which way do you go? Because someone said to him, well, why don't you set the goal to do it 10 years in a row? And I said, well, why don't you set the goal to make it by doing the work you want to be doing? Mm. And then you'll probably find that you will do it 10 years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Then you can. You actually have the ability to stick to it. (laughs) Yeah. But equally, there are times in your life where you have to do shit you don't want to do because you don't have a lot of money. And I still think that that is very valuable to be there where you might be tidying up some debt, you might be saving for a house deposit, you might be making sacrifices, you might be clearing some fines, whatever your situation is. And you might go, I don't like this job, but yes, I will do 10 hours overtime. Mm. Yes, I will work on the public holiday to get the time and a half and get the time in lieu. Yes, I will come and do firewood on your farm in the weekend when I would rather be at the beach or whatever because you're targeting a specific goal that you're like, I want to get out of the position that I'm currently in. Yeah. It's interesting you say that, mate, because I've got notes here on why the poor often do better than the middle class. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> so a pod. That's another pod because You, you a, could write that as an article and get cancelled off yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It comes back to drive and the reasons behind it, right? So if mm. you, you want to get out of a situation bad enough, you'll put in the work to do it and you end up focusing more than the person in the middle class who's got the house and the, yeah, you know, you've got a mortgage and they're just like trying to protect what they've got instead of like chasing something down and being scared of what's behind them. The other thing, just to finish, mate, that I would say to, say you do this exercise and you think, okay, I want that in my life, I want my life to look like that and it feels like it's ages away, go and do a little bit of it to see what that's like. So as an example, you might desire to be able to just go to the beach whenever you feel like it. Now, take a day off. Use an annual leave day and go and spend a day at the beach on a Tuesday, Mm. on a Monday, on a Wednesday, and see what you notice because you'll realize there's no one there. Yep. And you couldn't tell what the weather was going to be like that day. So then you're like, fuck, I still don't really have ultimate choice. So this is interesting because sometimes I sit in the office, I turn around, I see blue sky and I'm like, oh, I want to be out kicking a ball around with my shirt off or just like at the beach or something. Yeah. I'm like, I got this shit to do. But then other times I'm like, I'm going to go do it. So it can be fun to go and actually put yourself into those situations ahead of doing that to see what that's like. And, and also to believe that it's even 
possible. Yeah, man. And you might spot some people at the beach and, and you start to think like, I wonder why they're at the beach on a Tuesday. You might yeah. be brave enough to ask. I never forget, man, when I used to live over on over this way, I would go to a beach. I think it's uh, Narrow Neck, maybe. And there would be this dude that would turn up each morning. I might go down for a swim after the gym. And he's bringing his little dinghy out and just going for a fish on his own and then just coming back in. <laughs> old as dude. Yeah. And I think, holy fuck, man, if he falls off that thing, he's proper retired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Done. I'm like, wow. And he looked so content. <laughs> it's funny you say that though about like, you know, there's no one there. Do you really like it? It's like the number one from guys that have, I know that have retired early, they end up back at work and I'm like, why? Like not understanding. And they're like, fuck, all my mates were still at work. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think we talked about that on a pod where I said when I went traveling and this dude was sitting next to us and he was about to go meet his mates to go watch the Rugby World Cup for three months. Mm. And I just thought... That's next level, Rich. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. You can afford to do it and your mates can too yeah, and you can do it for three months of yeah, the year. I was just sitting there for an hour going like, wow, okay, that's, <laughs> wow, that's some different different shit. Yeah. And so what, what have you done throughout <laughs> your life, mate? <laughs> Start asking questions. But, but yeah, also, if you are going through the grind of earning some cash and doing things you don't want to be doing to get out of that position, remember to to tell yourself you're doing that because you know it's not who you are. So you're like, that's not what your life should look like. It could look like something else. So then you you aren't telling yourself like, oh, the reason I work on the weekend is to get out of debt. You're like, now nah, the reason you're doing that is because you know that that's what's, what's required to get the things that you want. Because mm. you still want to retain the habits into the future to start being that person that you're going to need to be. Because you can't just go hard for a bit pay off your debt or whatever or get out of your situation then go like, ah, sweet. You know, you're basically back to neutral there. You're not going to just get shit given to you from there. It still doesn't work. Yeah, there's a lot more work to do after that. Yeah. Just stage one. Try and learn um, some of those habits and and what it's really going to take to become the person that you want to be. What's up, mate? Simple as that. That's been another crack, mate. Is two million downloads in one. For Carmillionaire. Carmillionaire. <laughs> Five star review on the way out if you haven't, people. Thank you.